Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday and welcome to a Way In Wednesday. I'm excited about our conversation today. Hello, team. You might notice that we have a, a, someone new on our team today, Marcy Van Hooten. Welcome to Way In Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited. This is new. I mean, we've done, you, you're familiar, obviously, with the spill the tea segments that we do in the in the weight loss group. I know you're familiar with our way in Wednesdays, um, but this is a really an opportunity. Not only obviously to hear a bit about your story, but to have someone, you know, one of our Libby losers actually weigh in on the conversation. So I do have a list, but first let me introduce everyone to Anna. She's the director of group operations, and then of course Odette, who's the manager of the maintenance. Hi. If you're new to joining us, welcome. I'm excited about today's topics. Before we get into it, though, Marcy, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I know that you were a member in maintenance a couple of weeks ago. Um, obviously, you've been successful. You've lost your weight. Now you're in maintenance. Uh, maybe just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, and start with that. Sure. Um, I'm Marcy Van Houten, actually. Van Houten, yes. <laughs> don't mess that up. It's okay. It's okay. okay it's a yeah. Dutch name. It's okay. <laughs> Um, I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I have been hanging out with this group here, um, well, with Gina for four years or something like that. Yeah. Um, I met my goal probably two years ago, had some trouble, had some challenges, yeah. and then uh, kind of swung back around, came back to goal, and now I've been in maintenance since early July probably. Yeah, I love it. And that's what I think it makes you perfect, the perfect first guest to really weigh in. You know what I mean? Because you have that story, you lost the weight, you were successful, you had that situational change, you were dealing with stress, the weight came back on, you've investigated, you know, figure out what's going on, you know, got your weight back down. Can we just talk about that for a sec? Um, the, we posed the question, um, was it today, yesterday, what healthy, what healthy? Um, looks, looks like, 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 today. Today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like how, would, how would you answer that? Like what, having been through this whole process, you know, obviously, which is, you know, taken place over the course of a few years and hasn't been like that straight line down that everyone wishes it was like, what is, what is, what does healthy mean to you? Um, I think it's a feeling more than a look or, um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's how I go about my day. I, I feel good. I, I make good choices for myself. I am leveling up in many ways, and um, I would say probably feeling good about what I put in my body, knowing yeah. that what I'm eating is doing what it needs to do to keep me going and, and keep me energized and keep me active. So I think it's a feeling. It's, it's, it's more about how I go about my life and how I feel. So you lost your weight and then, you know, you had a, a point where you were dealing with some stress and, it, you know, outside factors and stuff. And, you know, your weight went up a little bit and came back down. How do you, what's your frame of mind now? Because as you know, so many people do the program, they think, they think they're done and they're so nervous about gaining that weight back. And that's something that actually 
happen to you? Like, what was your mindset when that was happening? Like, I always say there's two reasons, right? You not putting time into maintenance. You know, the other one is situational change. I mean, yours, your story very clearly is like situational change. Yeah. Such, but you know, that what, what people fear actually happened to you. So maybe let's take a few minutes and talk about. Yeah, that. unfortunately it did. <laughs> so when I, when I first met my goal, um, it was right about the time COVID hit. And I was doing great. Everything was wonderful. I was part of that that COVID group. Yeah. And um, so I was fine. I was sailing along. And all of a sudden, my hormones just went bananas. And between that and a lot of stress at home, I just couldn't hold on to the goal. And yeah. so it, it went up little by little by little, even though I was doing all the same things that I had done throughout the program. I was holding on to the same routine, the same foods, the same everything. And, and it was frustrating. And, and for those who are dealing with that, I get it. It is frustrating. And I didn't feel like there was anything I could do to, to change it. Mm. So basically, I just took a step back. And I just said, okay, I'm not going to push, I'm going to do the things I know that make me feel good. But I need to wait. And it was actually, I think, two or three groups, I was in the group, I was encouraging other people, but I myself was kind of struggling. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, very frustrated. I, I went up about 15 pounds from that low goal. And for me, that was a lot. I, I did not feel good there. Yeah. Um, so I waited and waited and waited. And then I circled back around in um, this past spring and summer group was when I really felt it was time. The stress had kind of pulled back a little bit and um, I felt like I could handle it again. And I did. And I got right back to goal and I've been there since. Yeah. Yeah. So the stress, I want to talk about that because I think people really underestimate the stress, not only when losing weight, but then also, mm -hmm. you know, when maintaining it. And that's like, you know, stress. And I use that as an example. Situational change is like you lost your weight at home. You now you go back to work. You know, mm -hmm. you lost your weight you know, pre-pandemic, now it's a pandemic. And and I remember because in that very first group, we used to keep these groups open. And I tell the story all the time how, you know, all of a sudden I had this these these people in this old group, the very first group that I did. And I, by then I was on like my seventh, eighth group, whatever. And they're all like, I don't know what's going on. I gained the weight back. And every, I did back on track and I did this. I did, it was this whole stream of people talking about like, I'm doing the things and I'm just gaining the weight. And nobody was talking about stress. Mm -hmm. No one was talking about stress. I was like, you guys, you're, you're not factoring in stress. Like this is a pandemic, the stress, it's not in your water and it's not in your foods. It's yeah. in, it's in the stress and what a number that stress can, stress can, can really do on you. So you, you mentioned in your um, bio, in your member maintenance that you had seen, you were going to see some help. You're seeing a, you know, um, a functional medicine person yes. with a bunch of things. How's that been? And you think that plays a major role in kind of like digging a little deeper in your ability? Yeah, to I really do think it did. Um, I also had some skin issues that I wanted to kind of investigate. Mm -hmm. um, but also I, what I learned through a bunch of testing was I had like dangerous, dangerously high cortisol levels Yeah, all throughout the day. It didn't wow. really, it, it, it was way over even high. <laughs> it was dangerous. And um, I had to change some things about my lifestyle. I cut out caffeine. I cut out alcohol. I did some major work to, um, to decrease those cortisol levels. Yeah. Um, so in doing that, I, I even pulled it, pulled back all my dairy, all these things. Um, and, and eventually 
I started to feel the calm return and I could feel my body just kind of finally relaxing where I could rest again. And yeah. that's when the weight started to actually come back off again. And did you, cause like I, I'm, I'm reading, I think it's Valerie who's saying like, this is such a great share. Sorry, you went through this, um, but so <laughs> inspiring to hear that you got back at it and right back down. When that was happening to you, did you really believe that stress would have that kind of impact on you? Or were you kind of placing blame other places? Like, you know, like, because I, I think people, again, truly really underestimate stress to the point that, you know, it took you a couple months to recover and then you had to investigate and dig deeper and then you had to right. make really serious life changes. Because I think people thinking I'm doing all the things. It can't be stress. It's not stress. Mm. You know what I mean? It must be yeah. like gaining it back because, you know, I'm just going to gain it back again. Like what was your like what was going through your head with all of that? Did you really think it was stress or? Well, I, I couldn't really point to anything else because I had I had kept everything else steady. Yeah. I had, I hadn't changed my foods. I wasn't getting into the extras. I wasn't overeating in my opinion. Um, I just was holding everything steady. And then the stress was the only thing that was different yeah. and the hormones. I actually went into menopause that summer. <laughs> so I had several things happen. And um, so all of that, the hormonal changes, the stress, I couldn't point to anything else. And then it was confirmed when I had all that lab work done. Yeah. So I had to point to that and then say, you know, I'm just going to take a break. I just need to wait. I was in the groups all the time. I was cheering everybody else on. I was like, yeah. you know, everybody's biggest cheerleader says Lee, my, my friend. And um, yeah, but, but I was struggling and, you know, you, you don't want to bring that into the group, but yeah, I had to wait. I had to just sit, wait for that stress to kind of settle down and then get back at it. Yeah, I love it. Appreciate it. And I do appreciate you. That's why I love you. And that's why I think you make for the perfect first guest. You know, <laughs> because like you're you're an OG around here. You've been around and not only that, you're always so gracious in your shares. Okay, let's get into this first question. I'm sure this might resonate. So first of all, from Pauline, I'm writing this Monday evening, so not sure if it will be seen. We see everything. If you guys, are, <laughs> we see everything. We're on it. We're on it. We are here for you. <laughs> uh, we're making notes and taking names, and we are here to support you guys right to the very end until we see you on your way, and, and hopefully, you know, you never look back. Um, starting to struggle with the evening snacks again. I was motivated to not eat after dinner when I was losing the weight. Now I'm finding it hard not to go back to having that little bit of chocolate and then just a little bit more. I know if I keep it up, I will gain the weight back before I know it. I want to get a handle on this before the holiday sweets come into play. Any reminders for me? Mm. So I, so when I um, hear that, I think the reminder here for, for Pauline is when she says when she was losing weight, she didn't have an issue. Yeah you know, keeping the snacks up because she was working towards something. She had this goal in mind, yeah. but the reminder is you're still working towards something in maintenance here, right? We're still working to get to this place of solidifying and calm and finally and forever. It's not mm -hmm. just a complacent place where we sit back and, oh, I can have a snack or I can have this piece of chocolate. And I think it's really great that she's recognizing that habit now, like, you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah. So I think the reminder is like you, you were working towards something. You were working towards losing that weight. You're still working towards something now, right? Just yeah. remind yourself of that. You're still working towards that finally and forever. And that's the next, you know, the next goal, the next, you know, habit we're trying to instill here. Yeah. You're not done yet. 
But I think yeah. it depends. Doesn't it depend on what stage you're in? Like if you're in the if you're in that second stage of solidifying the weight, whether you're repeating the process or precise the plan, that's where you want to keep your indulgences few and far between. So mm. if that's where you're at and you know you keep like, you know, indulging and getting back on track, you know, again, you're you're not there yet. You're not you're not at that finally and forever. But if you're in the stage where, you know, stage three where you're testing the waters you know, and just trying to get an understanding of how your body's reacting and responding and what's going on. And that's the place to do that. And having some chocolate here and there, is not going to cause you to gain weight. I think that's really important for people to understand. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's your step, next step to getting that finally. Fair. I just, I was looking for the chocolate bar that I was eating earlier, but I guess I ate it. So the <laughs> your caramel, <laughs> it's all that caramel. caramel. It's been sitting on my desk for a couple of days. I've been eating it. I, and I, I think that that might have been a slippery slope for you before, but th- it doesn't mean it's a slippery slope for you, for you now. I don't know what, Anna, what do you think? I think that if you're testing the waters, this is just another lesson too. I, I know that if, if I indulge at nighttime, especially, but also during the day, if I'm having that, those sugary treats, um, I know that the next day my body's asking for it, right? This is another way of testing the waters. Like it, it is a slippery slope. I mean, you'd always say, Gina, right? And like wrangle it in or whatever you say, rein it in or whatever. Like, and that's where I think that we need to, like your first step was already recognizing that you are getting into this slippery slope. Like yeah. you might physiolo- physiologically need, feel the need to have that chocolate at night because you've been having it every day. So maybe give it a minute and see if, you know, getting back on top of the water and see, and see if that kind of craving goes away, that physiological need, because you've already had it. Yeah. Marcy, what do you think? Yeah. I think that, um, um, just this past Halloween, just what, a couple of weeks ago or whatever, yeah. I usually don't get into the chocolate and I don't get into that stuff. Cause I don't really, it's not really my thing. I like the salty stuff better, yeah. but I got into the, the, the chocolate and of course, what the next day, I wanted the chocolate again. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I let myself have some chocolate. I'm not going to gain weight over a couple of days of chocolate, but yeah. but then I had to remember, okay, do we really want chocolate every day? Mm, yeah. Probably not. Mm-hmm. So then rein it back in again, like like what Anna said. You know, just kind of kind of gauge what you're doing a little bit and kind of see how it makes you feel and, and try not to maybe get in back into those old habits or um, using that chocolate for whatever you want to at night or whatever. Yeah. I love the old, I love the old habit things. Cause you, you like, do you really want it? And what are you falling back into using it as a treat? It's not really a treat. If it's making you feel bad for having mm-hmm. the thing in the first place, you know what I mean? Who's this? Uh, preach. And I hear you about the slippery slope, but you are right. When you have one piece of candy, your body wants it again the next day. Yeah. That's Carrie Ann. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it always did. And it always will, right? Whether you've lost weight, gained, well, like it doesn't matter about your weight loss journey. It's the fact that it it always made you feel like that. That's one of the things. If you if you have sugar, you just want more sugar. And mm-hmm. this is where you know maybe also coupled with not drinking your water, you know what I mean, falling back into old habits, using it as a treat. I think what we have the wherewithal is to understand why we're doing it. I think that's why you said awareness. The fact that you're aware mm-hmm. of it, like you're calling your your well, I you're already you're already calling yourself out, Pauline. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we saw it. We saw it from Monday. You called yourself up. Yeah, and I think that that's what the beauty of this program is, and I think that that's what makes it sustainable is that we do have the tools that we carry on, so we do know and we do recognize. Because when I was falling into old habits back then, back in my old life, I feel like you know, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that when I had chocolate the next day, I was going to want the chocolate. Mm, Now I know it. I've tested the waters. I know how my body's responding to it. So that's. 
where we have that knowledge is power. That's where those tools really come into play. And that's where that's sustainable. At the end of the day, we're still going to have to do work. You know, we, we've, we've come from a place and we've come very, very far from where we were, you know, before we were in maintenance, you know, but I think that, you know, having these tools in our pocket is that's the, that's the secret sauce, right? Having back mm-hmm. on yeah. that knowledge, have, yeah. having the knowledge that, you know, having your fruit with a, with a fat, you know, and a protein and fat combined, like all of that knowledge is so important. And that's, that's the stuff that we need to, to lean into, right? When we, when we're looking for answers. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, that's, that's a tip, by the way. If you have sugar, have like a piece of cheese or something. It like helps to kind of offset or neutralize the sugar, the craving, you know? Um, that, that's a great tip because sometimes you get in your having the sugar, you want more sugar, you like bump up that fat intake and it tends to, do you know what I mean? I just kind of offset that sugar. Uh, I do it. I know exactly. I do the same. I, yes. <laughs> I'll grab some cashews or something. Okay. Now yes. we're done with the chocolate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So here's one about water. Um, I'm, I'm still finding I have dry lips after drinking six to eight liters of water. So first of all, I saw this and I'm thinking, don't get stuck on how much you are drinking to lose, right? Like at this point, if you've reached your goal weight, you should be drinking enough just to to stay hydrated. And if you are drinking larger amounts because you're working out or sweating, you've got to make sure that you're putting your electrolytes and stuff in there. Um, But 64 years old, lost 50 pounds, following the program um, for the mental maintenance. I love that. Body feels like it's enough um, and sometimes too much. Could it just be an age factor um, in still drinking, in still drinking the, in still drinking the, first of all, I find if you're still thirsty, you could be drinking a lot of water and it could be a very dehydrating environment. Like all my fireplaces are on right now. Yeah. It's so parched. It's like, it's, they, they turn on it and I'm so dry. Um, also it could be, you know, any new med- medications. I think I actually answered this in the group, um, any medications that you're going on, but let's talk about water. Like in when Marcy, when you reached your goal, was there a difference between the water that you drank to lose versus the water you drank you're, you're drinking to maintain? Like, where are you at with that? Yeah, I my magic number was about six and a half liters when I was losing, give or take, somewhere in that range. Um, about the time that I met my goal, I'm somewhere in the three to four oh, range okay. now. Um, most days, if I'm thirsty, I'll up it a little bit. There are days where I'm maybe at two. I mean, that's life, right? Um, But then I do have days where I feel like, okay, I'm not feeling that great. I kind of overdid it on something. I'm just feeling kind of, I'll up it a little bit, you know, I'll get maybe closer to five and things kind of start working better again. I kind of clear everything out and I'm good. So, um, but yes, I definitely pulled back at least two-ish liters when I met my goal. Yeah. What about you, Odette? Yeah, I'm definitely drinking um, less now too. And it it fluctuates. I think when you're in that weight loss process too, your, your thirst, I mean, your 
their signals do change from day to day, but your body is changing so much. It needs so much more support that you, I found I was drinking more water then. Now I'm drinking water um, just to stay hydrated. I'm not really trying to, like my body's not telling me like I'm working super hard here. Keep me, you know, I need more, I need more. So now it, it does, it fluctuates from day to day, you know, in the summer, when it's hot, I drink a little bit more. Right now, I feel like I can't get enough water. Same, yeah. like the, the heater's on, the furnace is on, you know, the fireplace is on, I can't get enough. Um, but yeah, it does fluctuate, but certainly have, I am drinking less for sure. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't need to lose weight, obviously, but I'm constantly, just because I get headaches when I'm dehydrated. Yeah. Just yeah. Feel like crap. And you've lost 100 pounds. What's the difference between how much water you drank in the beginning versus now? Do you drink less? Do you drink more? Where are you at? Oh, I definitely drink less. I actually would love to. I have a question for um, Marcy and Odette is, is, do you guys still count your water? Like, do you oh. actually do you actually count your water? Because both of you are like, oh, I'm at three to four and I'm at this and this. I just, I want to know because I'm I, actually occasionally I do when I feel like I need to add more water if I'm feeling a little dehydrated then I'll yep I'll get on the app again and I'll I'll count it most days no I can tell kind of based on how I'm feeling how how much I'm in the bathroom you know just (laughs) obviously for obvious reasons but I I can tell when I'm when I'm um, hydrated appropriately and so I'm I can guess that it's right in the three to four range just how I feel yeah. Um, and I know that if I dip down below that, I'm not feeling so hot. I get a little headachey, um, those kinds of things. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, once in a while I, I do track, but not always. I, I ask that because I actually, you know, now I really don't track, um, because I'm kind of in the spot where I'm like, I'm happy. I'm happily maintaining right now. I know that I still want to maybe go for more, but I'm happily maintaining right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, my body's telling me what I need. Like, just like you guys were saying that, you know, because the heat's on or like different factors that are happening, I really feel that, you know, I feel thirsty. Like I really go for what I need. And I think that that goes with all the tools that we have with the food and all that stuff. I kind of know what I'm looking for when I'm like, you know what I mean? Like when I go into open the fridge, I know exactly what I'm, my body's asking me for. Uh, But yeah, definitely. My water intake has definitely changed from when I first started to now. Mm -hmm. I mean, my body totally was, was, was a different is a different body you know mm-hmm. around the round three round four mark that's when I really noticed a difference and I actually ended up scaling back purposefully a little bit of the water because I was like this is when me and you had this well me and you in my mind me and you had this conversation but really I asked a question <laughs> and you answered me <laughs> but that's when I talked about like that's when when I got the advice from you that you're coming in with a whole new body And that's when I was like, okay, I'm coming in with a whole new body. I don't need the water that I needed when I was 50 pounds heavier or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, I definitely scaled it down now that I'm in this kind of maintenance spot where I'm like, you know, coasting and enjoying my Mm -hmm. life and letting all the changes kind of, you know, solidify and whatever. I'm definitely just going with what my body's asking for. And that usually means like, this is 700 mils. I'd say probably like, yeah four, five, six, maybe, you know what I mean? really varies on the day. I think people are so in tune with their body that they're going to know when they're thirsty, you know, Mm -hmm. and you, what I think what people need to know is you don't need to drink the same amount of water that you drank to lose weight in order to maintain your weight. Your weight, you're maintaining your weight is not dependent on how much water you drink. That's depending on how you're feeling and your cravings and all of that. This point, um, I love who was this point Gala. My usual is wine in the evening. (laughs) <laughs> no desire to stop it 
I hear that. Yeah. Um, I do drink a glass of water after a glass of wine, even with this treat, I've lost almost 50 pounds. Yeah. Like you can be drinking a lot of water and then you drink wine and you still feel dehydrated the next day. Mm -hmm. Just the season, the time of year, maybe you're having a few more glasses of wine and then you're kind of feeling like a little extra dehydrated, right? Who knows? Okay. I want to get into this one. Um, this was an interesting one. Would it be appropriate to discuss the high cost of food? Yeah, I'd say so. Mm -hmm and what people are doing to keep um, healthy foods in their house. For example, uh, um, out, my, out, my, out my way, a head, a head or romaine lettuce is astronomical. I'd be interested in hearing what people are using as substitute for various high-priced veggies and foods that may now be too expensive to buy. So let, let's talk about this. The, the cost of food that you, the, your grocery bill before you lost weight, weight and your grocery bill after. Did you notice the difference in that? Hmm. Uh, mine, mine, mine went down because mine was all Uber Eats and eating out, to be honest. So that was a massive difference for me. Sorry, Odette, go ahead. No, no, of course. Yeah, so mine um, did change a little bit too. So mine actually went up a little bit, but that was because, um, I mean, a number of factors, but we all were, we all changed the way we were eating. Um, you know, we weren't eating just these things that were a bit more convenient. But I think the cost of food now is very valid. Like you go to the grocery yeah. store now and I hear what she says about that romaine. Like it was $13.99 the other day in where I'm living. Wow. Yeah. So for like a bag of three romaine hearts. So it really, you do have to be a little bit savvy right now. You, it can still be done, but just, you know, remembering like maybe we're thinking outside of the box a little bit more now. So you know, lettuce is a little bit more expensive. Maybe we're going to go for cabbage instead, you know, changing up those leafy greens, remembering that, you know, your fruits and vegetables, even in the frozen section right now, they can yeah. be just as fresh and just as beneficial. So yeah, really having to think outside of the box a little bit can still be done for sure. Um, yeah. But it's, it is, I hear her. It is, it's, it's different right now for sure i think it's different conversation than eating healthy is expensive like that yeah. i think it's, that's not the conversation no. right like they because because fast food is also expensive and that that used to be a conversation a long time ago and you have to do organics but no one needs organics to be healthy you know yeah. so i think there that's a different conversation that eating healthy is expensive and you know what we find when people do lose weight they end up eating, eating less less waste they're more in tune mm -hmm. to their portions but i think there's actually a real issue with food actually being expensive expensive at, at this point, you know, right now. Yeah. Yeah. It also reminds me of the pandemic. I, I, Marcy, I'm, I think you're in this group where, you know, people didn't have access to food. People couldn't get food. Not only was it not expensive, but they couldn't. And this is where a lot of canned stuff, people went into their pantries and did canned foods. Um, like you can get canned spinach. Do you know what I mean? Those, those are the greens you can get frozen. People did a lot of the frozen stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Do you got any tips for this? Uh, Marcy, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, I didn't have too much trouble during the pandemic. We live in the city and we had our grocery stores were pretty good. So I didn't have too much trouble with that. But I do a lot of the, the bagged um, frozen veggies that you can just throw in the microwave and steam. You know, those are here, um, $1.50, $2 for a bag of veggies. You know, that's it's great. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about them spoiling. Just throw a bunch in the freezer and you have them ready to go. Yeah. Canned vegetables are fine too. Maybe don't taste quite as fresh, but but they're fine. They have the same nutrients in them, yeah. um, and they're great for your you know your lunch, your veg, whatever you need. Um, meats, on the other hand, 
protein's pretty expensive. So I have to kind of figure out what's on sale yeah. and kind of go from there. I, I, I shop the sales at my local store. If, if it's on sale, I buy it. If it's not, I leave it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then stretch it. You know, you can stretch your proteins a little bit more, you know, add more veg. You don't need as much of the meat. You can do veg protein and, and different things like that. Maybe more eggs or whatever. Yeah, I would do. I've done it. Yeah, the sales definitely work the sales. I mean, that's why I love the flexibility about the food plan itself and not having to follow a structured food plan. Um, I think sales are a good way to go. Um, add, add some, you could do you no know, less meat and, and throw in some chickpeas or something with that. You know, mm -hmm. you pump it up other other ways. And then also seasonal. Now, I know that's a little bit yes. like, no, no, I don't know if there's a thing called seasonal meats or whatever with that, um, but definitely more of your seasonal, you know, seasonal, seasonal vegetables. It's obviously a little, little bit more difficult in the wintertime, but coupons, 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 man, work those sales and do, do mm -hmm. some price matching. Like, you know, when it comes to, I don't, I don't like, spending a lot of money on anything. And if I can price match something, it may take a little extra time in order to do the homework behind that. But I think that could also be a really good idea as well. But it's a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Um, also, also thinking just for proteins, you know, I buy in, I buy in bulk and then freeze myself, cut and freeze my meat myself. Yeah. Um, oftentimes too, uh, bone in meat is cheaper than yeah. bone less meat. Yeah. Um, you know, skinless, boneless or whatever versus uh, like a full chicken, you know, a full chicken is going to be a lot more. So, yeah. you know, what my, what we do is we'll bring the chickens home and we'll, we'll, I mean, essentially butcher them ourselves. You know what I mean? If that's, I know that sounds yeah. terrible, but I mean, no, this is, no. if you're really willing to, to, to save the money, this is a huge savings, right? Yeah. Massive because you're buying, you're buying a tray of, of, um, of breasts or whatever, chicken breast, boneless, skinless. And it's like, $40, you buy three whole chickens mm -hmm. and it's like 10, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. So it's yeah. like, you know, there are alternatives and yeah, I agree. Grabbing that like tempeh or tofu, that's not that expensive because it's prepackaged, um, but it's super nutritious or like the ch canned chickpeas, canned beans, beans those in, so you're beans, adding yeah. a little bit less, but you're still playing into that satiety hormone and still yeah. keeping yourself satisfied. The thing is, I'm sorry, I'm just going to just say one more thing. The, um, you know, when you were saying about healthy food, more expensive than, than non-healthy food, you know, the thing is, is that when, when you're eating non-healthy food, you're also eating a lot more often and a lot more quantity because it's never satisfied. So as much as, yeah, it might be like price per unit might be a little bit more expensive to eat a little bit healthier. If, yeah. if you do balance it with those nutrient rich the options like adding the fat, adding the protein, adding the grains as needed, you know, you're, it's definitely going to go a lot longer way than mm -hmm. a frozen pizza will, for example, you yeah. know what I mean? Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. I, um, I saw a video on YouTube, which is a guy cutting like a bigger piece of meat and he's like, don't buy it individual. Like learn how to yeah. buy a bigger piece, learn to cut it up. Or are you going to do YouTube? Yeah. YouTube does that. YouTube teaches you how to cut things, right? I like, so it's, hmm. And then also apps. Christine is saying in Ontario, if you shop at the superstore or no frills, you can use the Rebe or Flip app to do price matching. Mm -hmm. um, so apps and other options out there that you can yeah. use. And, and planning too. I think planning goes yeah. a long way. Like we're, we are busy. I like I'm busy too, you know, but taking that extra time on a Sunday, you know, to use these apps or use the flyer. And I'm, I, you know, 
I'm not driving all over town to, you know, hit yeah. all the sales, but yeah. you know, look at the one expensive gas to drive that. Bus. Yeah, exactly. So hey, buddy, yeah, I know. I hear you. The store that you're going to go to, use their flyer, use their app to help you plan, you know, plan your week. If they've got something that looks appealing and, you know, is going to fit in with what you want to have that week and it's on sale, you know, go for it or, you know, getting it in bulk until you have it in your freezer, whether it's, you know, meat or beans or whatever it might be. Yeah. Having a bit of a plan too can help. Having a plan for sure. Ladies, yeah. I can't believe it. Um, that's our time. We have officially run out of time. Um, Marcy, thank you so much for being our very first guest. What do you think of the maintenance group? Because I know you've been with me for a while. You've seen the evolutions of the um, yeah. boss groups and just your some thoughts on the maintenance. The group. evolution has been quite something from when I started. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the maintenance group is great. I had been hoping for that, you know, back in, from 2020 and, and, um, now, now it's like it's growing and it, it's gaining momentum and more members are coming in and yeah. it's pretty exciting. I love, I love the format of these different lives that you're doing. Um, Odette, you're doing a great job of keeping things exciting and varied. Yes. Um, so I love it. It's great. I love being in there. I, I was telling Odette earlier that uh, I, I'm not in there as much as I probably thought I would be, but I think that's because I'm kind of living life. And, yes. and um, she mentioned earlier too, something about go, something going on in, in the weight loss group. And I said, well, I'm not even in that group. You know, she's like, what? You know? <laughs> I know. I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel the need. And, and I, I know that what I have now is, is good and it's solid and it, I'm ready to just go live life. So. Yeah. And I, you know, I, 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 I'm gutted over at the same time, super excited. This is our whole point. Like you're, you're, you're it exactly. You encompass everything. You've lost your weight. Now you're working to solidify your weight and we want you to move on and, and live your best life. And, you know, I know a lot of people are feeling like that. I wish we had more time to go into that conversation of like the feels of kind of leaving the process, but I'm going to do another group. I'm going to do like, now that you've lost the weight, maintained your weight, let's live your best life group. Let's do it. It needs to include travel, right? Yes, all, all the other things you've been holding yeah. off, and now yeah. you know. Now that you're ready to put that space in your brain to, to better use and focus on other things, you know, so yeah. that's all good. We've got to go, um, Marcy. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you so much, Odette. We normally talk about what's happening next week. We don't have time for that, but I know we have amazing fun stuff. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always fun. And always. you know, what, like Marcy was saying, we're we're seeing more and more members really engaging, and we love that. So. You know, it's been a really exciting, really exciting time. So yes, we want to hear from you. Keep us, keep telling us what you need. Keep telling us what you would like to, like you'd like to see. All of that. We, we really, really want to be here for you. We've got to go. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Uh, we'll okay. See you Bye. Thanks, Bye. Marcy. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.